0: you listening to mark online radio podcast. 8.32 Central African Time. I hope uh, you're enjoying us uh, this evening as much as I'm enjoying it uh, with uh, you, 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 and you, with the uh, Nikolo on the board. And Alhamdulillah, how many listeners? Okay, over 2 million listening to us this evening. And uh, I'm joined uh, by none other than a world-renowned, uh, yeah, he's a world-renowned motor mechanic, also a lecturer, and uh, an academic, uh, our very own uh, Anwar uh, kasim Anwar, as-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Tell me, how are you doing this uh, fine, beautiful uh, uh, afternoon or evening? Uh, I call it a lovely, beautiful evening. How are you doing, Anwar? Uh,
1: wa well, alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, brother Shafat. You know, it just reminds me, la- the week before, when I was on the show, we had no lights. Last week, we had no water. Alhamdulillah, today we have both. So a lot has changed, I think, in the
0: interim of three weeks, you know. Yeah, you know what, your positivity already resonated well with the environment and through all this doom and gloom, alhamdulillah, you know, we we, we have implicit faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know, man will always make mistakes and do this and that, but our focus should be on the straight and narrow and inshallah, we'll be happy people. Yes, Anwar. as we look around you, many things are happening and I'm looking, you know, at the topics that we have and uh, we kick off with this uh, topic which says uh, how much South Africans are paying for petrol, electricity and more and more and more. They're paying through their nose, Anwar. And, you know, you being an economist and a lecturer also, (laughs) what goes through your mind when you see things like this? Hey, pay, pay. I don't know. I don't know how they're paying people, but some people don't even have money, but they still have to pay. Where they get the money from, Allah knows. And
1: what? You know, when you really consider Brother Shafat, I think we all know there's an upscale in the inflation rate. I mean, we all are feeling the pinch. We're trying to, you know, tighten our buckles, but even that is not really helping, especially those who's working. Unlike those who's self-employed, obviously, I think on all spectrums around, you know, when it comes to the business arena, even the workers, I think we have an adamant amount of problems, you know, they are faced with because if you consider the inflation rate, the hikes that we are actually experiencing, especially in the last year or two, and if you consider the wage increase, you know, that is supposed to be permissible and that is granted to those people, which is about 3 or 4% annually, and some are not lucky enough to even get that because the companies are doing so bad. Obviously, the inflation rate is through the roof at the present moment. And if you had to consider, just from February to March this year, in February, you know, we had an interest rate of 7%, and in March, was 7.1%. The SA Reserve Bank hiked interest rate by 50 basis points. You know, generally, they hike by 25 basis points, we know. But this time, they actually hiked it by 50 basis points, increasing the repo rate by 7.75%, prime lending rate to 11.25% percent. Now we all know one of the major contributions in all this year is actually low chilling. You know, we we'll obviously blame low chilling for every economic downfall that we are experiencing, that we are having, because there is no set times. You know, this this afternoon I was in in town actually earlier on in the day. They had low chilling. I go over to Overpod. That's when low chilling takes place. So all the businesses are being affected. Most of them are closing the doors in prime times. You know, even the, the, there is a certain amount of traffic that is experienced. You know. In all business uh, arenas where experience this set of, uh, you know, time, basically a a time frame where there's an influx of customers and unfortunately, you know, with this load sharing, we find that uh, a lot of these people are closing the doors. They can't really afford or it's not affordable to actually run generators considering it's 500 rands to 1,000 rand a day just to keep lights on into your premises. So obviously, you know, we are having a problem when it comes to inflation. One of the good comparisons to actually look back into, if you look at 2013 to 2023, if you look at the petrol price. The petrol price at 2013 was just over 13.55 cents. Nowadays, we have twenty three thirty four, which gives us a 72 percent increase on electricity in the last 10 years um, on petrol electricity we used to pay 61 cents 10 years ago and now we pay 173 which actually hiked up to 183% more and the list goes on brother uh, Shafal. if we really look you know we look electricity alone this year you know, at the moment, we're experiencing you know, an 18.65% increase. But actually, it aims to go up to 32% by the latter part of this year. So it doesn't really give people any money in their pocket, really speaking. Absolutely no money whatsoever.
0: No, absolutely, I Anwar. Mean, well, and as you say, you know, uh, many uh, you have, uh, I mean coffee shops and all these are uh, closing because of uh, load shedding. I mean, this they, they, is mean, they, 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 the thing. Besides, they, I mean, how many people are losing their jobs? Because of this, and it seems as if our president, uh, you know, I don't know, they call him the president a dreamer, uh, he's going to Ukraine now and he's going here, there, and everywhere. His country is in virtually in darkness, and Anwar.
1: You know, I, I actually speak, and I, I look a lot at social media platforms when it comes to the politics of this country, and no matter what platform you actually utilize or go into, you realize it seems very deliberate from our president, you know, to basically abolish this country completely. You know, initially when COVID reared itself, we spoke about one world order. Well, you know, but here we have a president that blatantly doesn't care about the people. I mean, fair enough. You know, if you look at all the presidents that we had in this country in the last 30 years, you know, Uh, most of them has investments in all overseas countries which means it just goes to show they know exactly where this country is heading. Zuma has got in Butch Khalifa, we all know that. You know, his son and so many others, you know, and come to all his political figures, you know. So obviously our president doesn't care, no matter what crisis we hit. He never shows himself, and when he does, he comes with a cynical grin, you know, that we are so low down, he actually... Classes, people. I have no idea what. And now, once again, his pala issue has come up. It's raised all red flags again, and they take him up. You know, so the chances are he might not run for the next election, or he might get kicked out before that, which we all are hoping for, because, really speaking, he has done more harm you know, being the so-called president, the title that he has, you know, than any other president in South Africa, in the history of South Africa. And shedding you know, the, the irony of the whole thing is, you know, I was asked a question the other day, and I was talking about supplying arms and ammunition to uh, Russia. And he had no answer. He says, you know, we'll look into it. I mean, being a president, what are you looking into? There's nothing to look into. You either gave them or you didn't give them, you know? So everything about him... He, he spins, you know, rings around circles, as they may seem. He never ever gives you an answer. I mean, look at this low cherry, brother Every week we speak about economics, and every week, somewhere along the line, it's to do with low cherry. It's to do with, with the coupling of the economy, you know. And he has absolutely, now he goes and puts in a minister of electricity. I mean, seriously. Now, next thing you know, there'll be a deputy minister of electricity. But it, it's not helping us, <laughs> because now they're to, talking about total darkness, total blackout. I mean, that's the reality of the whole thing. That's the direction we are heading in. So unfortunately, Brother Shafat, you know, it, it tends to frustrate not only me, I think the rest of the 58 million that is in South Africa, because we all are bearing the brunt of his arrogance, his ignorance. And, you know, I can actually call it his stupidity, or whether this is what he's aiming for, because obviously he's tending to actually achieve it.
0: Yeah, and well, uh, next we have the Minister of Solar Panels, and then he said, no, 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 we need uh, another minister of lithium batteries. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't watch it. Yeah. This is how this country is going. Well, Anwar, I mean, you and I, when we grew up, he say, Hey, how's the hard drive? He say, The hard drive. You got the right hard drive and so on. And when there was a guy that was a computer technician, they used to be in awe of them. But now, Anwar, believe it or not, it's a goodbye hard drives. Talk about uh, the hard drive. You're not talking about driving the car the hard way, but the real hard drive, Anwar. It's uh, going to be uh, obsolete and it's going to be part of uh, the annals of history.
1: No, most definitely. We, I, I think we all depend, you know, from the tardy days, when we first got our first Pentium 1 computer, which we thought was so advanced at that period of time. <laughs> everything actually relied on hard drives, your storage uh, facility. But if you look at the world right now, we in electricity electricity crisis, not only in South Africa, you know we're trying to go green in so many different versions so many different aspects around the work And if you look at electricity consumption, hard drives basically take 3% of global electricity that is consumed. And that's quite a bit, you know, if you look at the world. So what they've actually done, there will be a new product that will actually, uh, that is already created, you know, which will actually make hard drives obsolete in the next five years. And it's called SSD, which is actually does not consume so much electricity and also at the same time, will actually make your computer much faster You know, so obviously the benefits are there. So, uh, you know, the funny part is hard drive has been around for the last 67 years. And it's about time, I, I think, you know, considering fourth industrial revolution around the world and, you know, the amount of changes that we are experiencing, it's about time there was a change when it came to our uh, hard drives. So, alhamdulillah, this is something for the better. It, it shows all positive news, obviously, you know. So, a lot of data companies are going to be switching off to SSD in the next five years because they actually estimate by 2028 it will it'll be something of the past.
0: You know, Anwara, the uh, thoughts that's going through my mind is, I know we're advancing at such a rapid p- uh, pace uh, that the technology, AI, and all those you know, the algorithms that virtually is controlling people's lives. But then the essence of living, the empathy, the sympathy, the morality, you know, all that is being taken out of the equation. And human beings are made into, uh, you know, perhaps into zombies. They are no more the thinkers. They are, you know, the masses. And you know, the the term, right? There's no more people around. They are sheeple, those that are being herded into a wrong world disorder. How are you leading to that, Anwar?
1: You know, the fact of the matter, if you look at zombies itself, and if you actually Google it, zombies does exist. It's actually a, a mental sickness that is created, and that is how movies and all over the period of time, you know, actually surface. So zombies is a a, a reality. Now, if you look at people, notice people, Brother Shafat, you know, um, on the everyday work or just notice random people, and you'll find that they've always been stressed. They're always stressed. If you look at the suicide rates right now that the world is experiencing, especially South Africa You know, it's in comparison to any other year that passes because every year we have uh, uh, an increase in suicide rate. You know, so likewise, you know, when it comes to AI, you know, if you really ask me, you know, considering that South Africa is in such a plight at this moment, when you you look at this low cherry and total darkness everyone is talking about, you know, it seems as much as we're advancing to the futuristic world, we're actually going back to the dark ages. You know, and as you, you know, when you open this conversation initially, you know, uh, those who want to test the might of Almighty will actually uh, get his wrath. And that's exactly what is happening. People feel, you know, when you, when you look at social media platforms, people are actually going against Almighty, against His wisdom. They're doing things that they are prohibited to do in Islam, you know, and all these religions, you take them all into introspective and you realize that they all are doing exactly the same thing. And these are all the signs of Qiyamah. So whether we are, will ever reach the AI or, you know, um, advanced stages, I'm not really sure, but all I know is instead of us Going forward, Maybe we can believe or try to lie to ourselves, but I really feel we are going backwards in time because time has absolutely no value. There is no 24 hours in a day, brother Shafat, really. You know, you wake up in the morning, you do what you have to do with that small bit, and next thing you know, you're going back to bed. And it's a routine, but if you go back uh, 20, 30 years ago... People had much relaxed lives. The death rates were much higher than what we have today. We have the young that's having heart attacks and that's passed away. We have suicide victims that, as I mentioned, you know. So there's so many things that's going wrong. So how could we be advancing at such a rapid rate because we're depleting our own at the same time?
0: Good point indeed, Anwar. And once again, you know, you know, the things of this world proceed by divine decree and not by man's administration. And a man is swimming against a divine decree, against the tide. And you know, and you know what happens when there's a backwash? You go with it. And uh, the, the tide you go with it. But uh, if Allah wants, yes, he can wipe you out and uh, replace us uh, with a better nation. And as you talk about uh, you know, all these uh, different things, uh, different scenarios uh, that come through, and as a man is uh, advancing uh, to his own detriment and to his own uh, destruction, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy. I mean, another thought, I mean, those that thought many years ago, you remember when they built the Titanic and they said, this ship will never sink and with such pride and pomp and glory they sailed with the titanic we know what happened then you remember the rocket they made they called it the challenger and you know challenger means challenging uh, the divine what happened to the challenger anwar well, you look at the name it's so bold and you know challenging uh, you know like questioning the divine we are the challengers see what we can do but uh, within takeoff within a few seconds it exploded with the astronauts in it. You know, still man, mankind, and still, they don't learn, where These were like in uh, recent times. Your thoughts?
1: You know, if you go back in history, and if you look at the idol of Hitler himself, you know, we can call him a tyrant, whatever it is. But he used to mess around with the generics, and I think a lot of us are aware of it. He made, the, he used to create the most so-called perfect woman, blonde eye, hair, uh, whatever color eyes, whatever it is, he played with generics, you know? And uh, they actually, uh, the, the, they use, uh, if you go back to history, you will notice that Einstein was part of that regime also, you know? So he helped favor, you know, a lot of uh, those changes in that period of time. So, once people start playing with genetic, if you look at the plants, a simple thing that plants yeah. today, the, the way they are messing with genetics itself, the colours and you know, uh, you, uh, the Almighty's wrath is upon all of us right now, brother uh, Shaban. You know, I, I think we can all safely say we are sinners of this dunya, you know, and that is why, you know, a respected uh, elder who passed away, Adam Salot, uh, I I know you're aware of him, used to always tell me, I wished I lived in an era that is over 1400 years old, or ago, you know, because it seemed a time that we had so little, you know, wrongs in our lives. But if you look at the dunya today, everything that we do, there is so little time for Iman, for anything, because it's a rat race that we live. So obviously, we will feel the wrath of Almighty, and because we are all heading in exactly the same direction.
0: Yeah, good point there indeed, and uh, may Allah subhanahu wa taala grant almarhum uh, Adam salah ta jannah Yes, I'm uh, getting back to the reality. Yeah, this electric things, and we got Minister of Electricity, and we got cars that are uh, electrically powered. So uh, they say uh, uh, South Africa to get 150 new electric car ch- charging stations by the year end. Have you, uh, will you be one of the owners of this car, uh, electric charging stations and what?
1: I, I really don't think at the present moment, uh, and I'll tell you why. I bought my wife, although I had a conventional stove at home, I bought her a gas stove. I'm trying to keep the fire burning at home first for the chef. i more worried. <laughs> if it need, needs be, I will buy a bicycle, you know, to accomplish that feat of traveling from A to B, you know, or buy a horseback because that's the area we are actually traveling in. But when it comes to electric vehicles, uh, you know, uh, Audi actually teamed up uh, with a, a renewables power company called Rubicon. And at the present moment they got sixty nine power stations across the country and the aim is two hundred and nineteen. And the good part about this, why there's an emphasis about this company Rubicon is because they have created two hundred kilowatt charging stations, AC and DC. In other words, you can actually charge your car by to eighty percent of max right in less than 15 minutes so enough for you to have a coffee break your car will be charged and you're on your way again so they expect this you know in the next year or so but alhamdulillah you know we have this but once again they are gridlocked to the point because they're having a problem with load charging, uh, like every other company so they are looking at lithium batteries and they are also looking at solar powered energy you know but the problem with this uh solar places, is right now, if you look across the globe, because lithium batteries are so expensive, these are basically breaking into properties. And they steal the lithium batteries because of the amount of the costing of those batteries. You know, same like if you look at your catalytic converters on your vehicles, people are cutting them up and they, they're selling them. You know, that's across the globe also. You know, all to do with emission. So I, I don't know because, you know, just like all the stations, uh, if you look at all the cell phone stations that's come up, they, they're all powered by, back by batteries. And you find most of them, the batteries are being sold in continuously. You know, so I, I'm sure... More than the energy crisis, I'm sure the Subicon company, together with Audi, will suffer a certain amount of losses when it comes to theft, especially with the batteries they are talking about lithium, you know. So, alhamdulillah, you know, it seems to be on a positive note, considering they have spent $45 already in this investment, hoping they'll get these stations all up and running in the near future. But um, to what degree, I'm not really sure, because obviously this country throws a lot of curveballs, especially for developers, you know, so we're not really sure exactly, uh, you know, the time frame uh, that is set aside, you know, to create all the stations. I'm not really sure that they will actually meet the deadline, because this, so many things that's been wrong in this country at this moment.
0: No, absolutely. And you talk about uh, criminality. I mean, uh, these uh, uh, you know cell companies. Uh, you look like MTN, and and all like that. They have to employ their own security to guard these towers uh, 24/7. And but still, by the guarding them and doing all this, uh, still the uh, the criminal elements have a way of getting uh, through to it. And you know. Uh, the more batteries get stolen, uh, the higher the uh, you know the, the, the prices of data and so forth. Uh, your comments on that? Uh, could there be a maybe you know a propaganda, or uh, maybe we're not getting the full statistics? And because uh, maybe these companies uh, are you know using the situation in this country to make us paranoid and by making us believe hey our batteries have been stolen and this has happened, we're going to put it up a certain uh, percentage. So we don't question it, Amir. I mean, there's many things that
1: maybe we take for granted. What's your thinking in that? You know, a good example, you know, unfortunately I I cannot really comment on that. But what I can comment on is the fact or the irony of the whole thing. If you look at most of our police stations, all police stations are guarded by uh, private security companies most of the time. And the time that they are not guarded is because they don't get paid. The private security companies don't get paid by the government, basically. You know, So that itself will tell you the amount of the escalation of crime in this country. The other thing to look at also, you know, just today I was having a conversation with someone, and you must remember crime pays in this country for the government because every time an item is stolen, you find that the government gains 15% of the product when it is repurchased. So how can crime not pay in this country? It doesn't pay for us normal citizens, but it pays for the government. So there is two things in this country that will not change, no matter what our politicians can promise us. One is crime because the government makes a handful of money out of that, and the second is low chaining of fuel prices because he makes over 6 cents a liter. So although you might have low chaining at home, every time you put a, a liter of fuel in your generator, the government makes six rands. He pockets six rands of that liter that goes into a generator. So it's a win-win situation in crime. Exactly the same applies to electricity crisis. So those two, you know, the people of this country, no matter what we bark and scream about, is not going to change because that is where the government gets the most amount of revenue from. So, you know, when it comes to all the big uh, uh, overseas companies like all the cell phone uh, guys, you know, when it comes to batteries being stolen, you know, whether it is or not, it doesn't matter because the fact of the matter is they're still paying insurance on that, you know. And the government once again makes money out of it. So at the end of the day, I, I personally will say to an open platform, the government are the biggest thieves in this country. And I think the whole 58 million people in this country will agree with me because they are the ones that will gain, irrespective of what happens, they will always gain.
0: Now I heard uh, you know you talk about uh, stealing of uh, you know tower batteries, lithium batteries, and so forth. Uh, once upon a time, I remember you used to tell me, "Hey, but Schaffman, these rogues are targeting car batteries." Now they came here in my workshop. They stole all the car batteries. Is still a, is car battery still a big target? On what?
1: Not not so much. You know the the funniest part is. I had five years, of broken into some time back. Now we have different degree of theft that is taking place. We have a thing called the Hunger Boys or Sugar Boys. You know, I think every area is inundated with them. Right? They're the common thieves, I would say. Anything lying around, especially copper wire, anything to get a fix, they are the small petty thieves as such. Then obviously we have the more blatant thieves, you know, that, that will actually go scouting around looking for also more valuable items itself. They will actually break into your home, then obviously we have the uh, carjackers, you know, that we all know. So we have different degrees when it comes to theft itself in this country. But I think where we actually feel the greatest loss is since load chain started, because once the power is switched off, everything is off. And in total darkness, as people actually wait for the opportunity to steal the cables, which is never replaced, obviously, because we don't have enough money to replace it in the government system. Right? So at the end of the day, you know, it's the low-chain that's really created a problem for every f- sector in this country. Yeah, they say the municipality is the
0: only thing they worry about. Collect the rates and taxes, collect the bills, like send out the billing. And, uh, you know, three quarters of that money, three quarters, Anwar, only goes in salary. And you've got, uh, you know, a, a, a small amount to look at uh, service deliveries. You, you know, I mean, they say it's, uh, it's quite a travesty of
1: injustice, Anwar. No, definitely. If you look at the age group, you know, we need to actually, if you look at the politicians in this country, we need to divide them in two. And you'll find that you'll eliminate the whole of parliament. The first should be the age. Those who's after the pensionable age need to basically not take a package, just walk away with their heads in shame in parliament, that, then you'll get rid of about three-quarter of the parliamentarians, right? And the second will be those who have cases against them, you know? And that will actually stem all the way to the family members. So you'll have families. You'll have one politician in parliament, but you'll have his complete entire family all in prison. You know, so alhamdulillah, I, I think you'd be, we'd be better off without a parliamentary system in this country. I, I think, you know, we people can fend for ourselves. And it seems to be coming like that because, you know, what the ANC have done over the period of time, from the time they have taken, the only thing, that only word that they ever know is racism. Nothing more. And they make sure that fire burns in racism. You know, Brother Shafar, this today I, I've been shopping around, you know. And I met so many different people, from blacks to whites, and we all had this conversation. There's no racism. They keep it alive. They make sure everything needs to do with racism. So they have found a way to divide and conquer, and that's exactly why we have no unity in this country, and that is exactly why the political parties get away with whatever they deem fit for themselves.
0: Absolutely, And perhaps, uh, you know, your favorite... uh Uh, topic is the Mercedes Benz and uh, the Mercedes Benz the CLS uh, bowing out in August are you sad Anwar?
1: in a way I'm very very sad because I actually drive a CLA Mercedes at the present moment and just earlier on today I told myself I think it's time we sold this you know it's quite a new car and, and the reason behind it, because if you look at a lot of these Mercedes dealership, there is something going on that people are not, uh, Mercedes itself is not being very truthful because a lot of these big uh, Mercedes companies are closing down globally. And if you had to look at the stats from 33 different models, they actually dropped it down to 14 different models globally. So there is something a miss when it comes to Mercedes itself. If you look at the CLS, it will be completely obsolete, and the CLS has been around uh, for the last 19 years. The SLK is obsolete, the SLC, the Coupe, the Cabrio, the C-Class, the E-Class, all that has been the, the piece basically you won 't see them in in the near future. What it has been replaced with is the new CLE that will actually show itself later on this year and obviously you know uh, if you look at the CLs the reason why they're actually stopping production on that vehicle is because in two thousand and twenty two they only sold fourteen thousand units. They actually sold more electric vehicles in a year for the company than what they actually sold, you know, Mercedes. So I won't really say they're dropping the standards, but something is wrong, and they're not really being truthful, as I mentioned about it.
0: Well, Anwar, they're telling people, go and buy the electric Merc, right? Uh, The value of the car will drop then, Anwar, because uh, you won't have uh, sales service, you won't get space and so forth. It's going to be a bit difficult and all that.
1: Most definitely. You know, that, that is the reason I'm actually really considering selling my Mercedes, because if you really think about the amount of money you, you paid for it and what you're going to gain for it, you know, I mean, that is the reason. If you if you look at uh, vehicles like Renault, Sips and all these Peugeots, you know, initially people were afraid to buy the vehicles until the year themselves in South Africa with enough dealerships around to give you the service, you know, and the, the affordability and the, 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 the parts. But now if Mercedes is pulling out, one of the major Mercedes branches in Durban has pulled out altogether. they they got a very small branch at the present moment. you know. So that itself will make a person wary. And now when you're dropping 33 units to only 14 units, that itself will tell you, you know what, it's time maybe we stand away a little from Mercedes itself. So it is a scary thought, really, considering that I've always owned Mercedes, and I love Mercedes, but uh, when it comes to the monthly uh, value of it, I think I'll be losing a lot of money on Mercedes right now.
0: Yeah, and, what, and uh, you know, the beauty of uh, being a Merc owner is, uh, right, you buy a Merc, and you've got the latest Merc, and within a few years, if you don't change your Merc according to the fashion, they say, ah, shame, man, you can't, you know, you just want to be or something. But that's a effect on what, If you are a BM owner and there's a new BM on the brand, I mean, in the market, you have to buy the the new one.
1: Otherwise, they say, oh, check this, or you want to (laughs) be." What's your thoughts on that? You know, the the fact of the matter, I don't buy Mercedes because I need to feel important or have a certain amount of prestige behind me. (laughs) The only reason I own a Mercedes, I've always loved Mercedes, is because, you know, of the safety features it poses. If I did not own a Mercedes, I promise you my next vehicle, I own BMWs also, but the next vehicle I would have owned would have been a Volvo, one of the safest cars in the world. And mm. that, is, I, because I'm a family-orientated person, I will look at my family's safety first. In respect of what Mercedes, I'm not the one to actually keep up uh, with the Joneses, as they may call it, when it comes to all this... Uh, uh, Mercedes or whatever the case is. But really uh, speaking about uh, Shepard, monthly value actually plays a, a, a big role when it comes to the resale of this vehicles. like I know I bought a BMW and I sold it last year. The F30, and I did take a certain amount of loss, but not considerable. But now that I'm actually considering selling my Mercedes, I go for the last, I think about eight months or so. I'm gonna take a considerable amount of uh, losses in that. So it's a bit of scary, you know. But then I suppose depreciation, uh, when it comes to the finance. Uh, Aspect of these vehicles, you know, a lot of people don't have liquid cash, they've got to finance it. So, a lot of people are running to dealerships or second hand car dealerships, you know. So, privately to sell a vehicle off is a bit difficult at this moment.
0: Good point, indeed, Amrata. Your segment is always very enjoyable, indeed. Your parting words of this evening?
1: No, Alhamdulillah, you know, I think our emphasis on this, uh, this night was about load sharing, but I just want to make people wary that we are actually looking to a total blackout. And the reason I'm mentioning this on air is because people need to brace themselves for what is coming. Um, you know, uh, every time there was a riot saluting that took place in this country, people told the guys, you know, stock up on cans, stock up whatever. But I think... Uh, People need to get together, have families, and consider what is coming because it's going to come. It's inevitable. We cannot avoid it. We cannot change the path of the direction we are heading. You know, and obviously, it is something that we need to consider wholeheartedly because our lives are at stake because when they're talking about total blackout, they're not talking a couple of days. They're talking about, about weeks and months until the system reboots or, or they do something. But from my personal knowledge, because I was keeping abreast best of all the ESCOM saga, we may call it, there is no coming back, you know? And that is a sad and scary part of it because remember if we have no electricity we won't have running water in our houses because the pumps that actually pumps the water from the reservoirs. It actually runs through electricity. So we won't have water, neither will we have electricity. So people, just brace yourselves and do what is necessary, think out of the box, don't wait for tragedy to take place because we all know we are heading in that direction. So inshallah, you know, I I think you know somebody will come with some brilliant idea on some social media platform that can actually, you know, we don't need to succumb to this abuse of our government. So, inshallah, brother Shafat, we'll know in a very short while to come our position in this country.
0: Absolutely, Anwar. You have a beautiful, lovely evening ahead. Uh, as uh, usual, you add value to your slot. A uh, drive-in with Anwar. Talk to you soon. as alaikum. wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum as wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, sir. Talk to us to go for the Isha Azan. And inshallah, we will continue with after dinner after that.